welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. the Karen Kenny show. I am like buzzing with excitement. I'm like, I get excited for this episode. So if you saw the title, you probably already had a little bit of the giveaway (laughs) of what this episode is going to be about. This sucker is called the power of hypnosis. And I can't wait to dive in. I'm going to try to do this episode in like, man, an hour Uh, I don't want to talk too fast that I'm like just blowing past shit, but (laughs) I got a lot to say. I made a lot of notes because I don't want to forget. I don't want my brain to get all squirrely um, because this is a wicked important topic and just something that I'm super duper excited about. So if you're on uh, my email list, uh, you would have seen the email that just came out a few days ago that said... um, something like, I won't make you cluck like a chicken, right? I won't make you cluck like a chicken because I want to get really clear about what hypnosis is and isn't. But before I dive into all of that, I just want to start with the happy announcement. I'm really, it's, it, I'm so jazzed. I mean, I'm trying to contain myself. I'm so jazzed because I am now, I am happy to announce I am now a certified hypnotist. Uh, I did my training. Um, I'm the kind of person that likes to do things and then talk about them. So nobody really knew, like, of course my sweetie knew, um, but I didn't really tell anybody, even after I got my certification, I didn't announce it except to the people in the nest, my spiritual, um, membership and mentorship and community. So they've known for like a week or so, um, and a couple of close friends, but really I just like to, um, do the work. Uh, get things set up and then start to share. That's kind of my process. So I'm happy to say I'm now a certified hypnotist uh, through the National Guild of Hypnotists, which is uh, NGH. And they are the oldest and largest and um, most respected professional hypnotism organization in the world. They've been around since like 1950. So they've been around like like 70 years. I did my training with the wonderful uh, Mary Lou Rodriguez uh, Hypno Thrive and through the certification process is through the National Guild of Hypnotists. So it's a very, I'm excited. I'm proud of myself, um, the hard work, and I just cannot wait to weave this work. I'm already doing it. I have a client, but I cannot wait to weave this work into um, the stuff that I've already been jazzed about and doing, like the calling that I've had. I feel like uh, hip, hip, becoming a hypnotist, um, using hypnotherapy, uh, in the current work that I do, it is definitely something that I have felt called to. Um, and I, I just keep saying, man, the combination of the power of brain science, subconscious reprogramming and spiritual mentoring, it feels like having a superpower. You guys, I'm not going to lie. It's so fantastic. So I just want to start, right? Some of you might be like, so KK, how did this come about? Like, 
hypnotherapy? Like what? Did this just come out of left field? So with everything, you know, with me, there's a story, right? There's always going to be a story. So I keep promising that someday I'm going to do an episode. I should just do it maybe next, I don't know, in the next few months, I'll do my best to do a, a whole podcast on IBS, on irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, it's a really, um, it's, it's a disorder that affects like one in four people, mostly women. It affects children. It affects, you know, adults, whatever. Um, and you may have it. You might have it and not know you have it. You might think it's something else. You might call it nervous st stomach or whatever. Um, but I have had um, the symptoms. My body has had the symptoms and has dealt with irritable bowel syndrome for a really long time. It has been a healing journey that I have been on. Um, and I'll get into that later. But it was IBS. The reason why I'm mentioning it, it was IBS that first brought me to hypnotherapy. And using... Um, and using hypnosis to try to heal. And so back in the day when you would get diagnosed with IBS, they, they, would, they didn't know what to do with you, honestly. They would just say, basically, try to lead a less stressful life and eat more fiber. Um, good luck with those things, right? So my IBS ultimately, in so many ways, as much as it has been, a, uh, I was going to say a pain in my ass, but I didn't mean to be. <laughs> I wasn't making a pun. But um, it has led me to trying to find ways of healing myself, which were like yoga and like all these other things. So it's, it's been, um, it's been a passenger, you know, like, um, Dexter says his doc passenger, it has been a doc passenger in my life, but it has led me to some incredible people and some incredible healing modalities. So when I was first trying to figure out like how I could help myself. So you know, I had changed my diet. I started doing yoga, like what about all these other things. And what I used to always say is I felt like I wish I could just unplug my nervous system. Uh, my, you know, my, my, my nervous system that like ran the insides. I was like, I always felt like it needed to be rebooted. And I would say, I wish I could unplug this sucker and like plug it back in and just reboot it. And so I heard about a doctor, um, Michael Mahoney, he's in England. And um, I used to be a moderator on the Help for IBS website. So I was, uh, I was the moderator for like the yoga section of helping people to use yoga in different um, postures and uh, asanas and stuff like that, movements, breathing to help them with the physical discomfort and the physical um, symptoms of IBS. And um, it was through that group and through the founder of that group, Heather, that I found out about this guy, Michael Mahoney, who did, at the time, he was the only person that I knew of in the world who was doing hypnotherapy um, sessions and recordings uh, back when they were like, you know, uh, they were on CDs. They weren't even downloadable back in the day. You had to order like the CDs. Um, and I started listening to those hypnotherapy tapes and I had to listen to them for like a hundred days because my IBS was getting to a point where I was almost becoming housebound, where I was like afraid to leave the house because I had such bathroom anxiety and it would trigger, you know, the gut in the brain, your gut in your brain, there's a reason why they call your gut, your second brain. So the conversations that they were having with each other, I could have a thought that would trigger a reaction in my physical body. Uh, I know some of you can relate to this. If you've had even something like anxiety, you have a thought and then all of a sudden your body, like your heart can start to race, you start to sweat, you get clammy, you get cold, your mouth gets dry, your throat tightens, right? You can feel the tension in your body. 
And I was like, I need something to try and help me to break these um, subconscious patterns that are existing in my head. So I'm not going to go too deeply into that. I'm just trying to give you the introduction of how I found hypnosis. So this was many, many years ago. Um, and then more recently in my life, as you guys also know, if you're um, a regular listener, I've been trying to finish the first draft of my memoir of my book for a really long time. Um, and I'm the kind of person who, and I think the people who know me the best and know me well, is that if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I am a person who takes action. Yes, I like to think about things, sometimes overthink things. Uh, sometimes I like to daydream and ruminate and map things out and plan them. But I am a person of do. I am a person who, when I give my word, uh, I, unless there's usually some huge thing or the inner teacher says we're no longer doing this, I'm a person who keeps my word and does shit. And it was incredibly frustrating to me that I kept feeling like on some subconscious level, I was sabotaging myself and not being able to sit down at my desk and write. It's like, well, I can write my newsletter every week. I can write Facebook posts and social media posts. I can write to my friends. I can write testimonials. I can do all this stuff. But this one thing that was like the most important thing in the world to me, uh, this creative self-expression of telling the story of me and my mother and her murder and her life and her death and, and, and everything that I went through, um, why couldn't I make myself sit down consistently and write? So I had one session, one session with my beautiful friend, Mary Ancy, and we focused on, she said, what do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on this, this, or this? And I said, well, I feel like what I want to focus on, what I need to focus on is the book. We had one session, one session where we did like this hypnotherapy with new beliefs combined, combined with new beliefs and how I want to be. And I shit you not, you guys, when I say I started writing the very next day, something magical and powerful happened. And I just kept thinking to myself, what the fuck just happened? I'm a wicked curious person. I think you guys who listen know that. And it wasn't enough for me to just be in the magic and the mystery of it. Sometimes I just fully embrace the mystery of a thing and I like it. I'm like, I don't want to know. I'm into the mystery and the magic and, and the metaphysical and whatever. I don't need to know the how. I'm just into that it did happen. But with this, I was like, if this could help me, and I knew how it helped me with IBS, and that's another story for another day. Um, I was like, this can be wicked powerful to help other people, but I need to understand. So I'm also the kind of person that if I don't fully understand things, it's hard for me to take action. It's hard for me. I'm really good with knowing steps or a sequence or like get me in the ballpark and then I can figure it out. But so I, I got wicked curious and I started um, really, you know, thinking about things and I'm like, I want to learn what this is about. And then the more that I learned what it was about and how it works, I became so fascinated and I was like, that's it. I want to learn how to do this. And so I was in this other group and I came across, I told you, my teacher, Mary Lou, and I was like, this is the person that I want to learn from. We talked over Zoom. We had a little meeting and there was a hot to hot connection. And I knew this was my person. I knew this was my teacher for this. Um, and I signed up. And so... I'm trying to slow down because I'm so excited. So 
I'm a lifelong learner, right? You guys know this. So what I tend to do, and it's what I do as a spiritual mentor, I'm also a certified spiritual mentor, certified yoga teacher, certified gateless writing instructor, like all these things. So what I tend to do is I go first, right? I go first, I go and I study a bunch of stuff, then I practice it, then I start to put it into action. I'm the kind of person who has to learn through firsthand experience. My life is guided and directed by my own life's experiences. I will listen to other people. I am certainly open to other opinions and whatever, but how I base things on is my own true blue, real deal, holy field, first hand experience. And then once I have the experience, I do my best to start to embody the knowledge, embody the wisdom, embody the learning and the teaching so that I can make it my own, right? And then I can actually extract from it what is useful, what has been useful for me. So then I can go out and share it with others. And this is kind of how the, the process has been for me also with hypnosis. And so my work is always created. And whether it's writing, whether it's yoga, whether it's hypnosis, whether it's spiritual mentoring, whether it's like what, whatever it is that I'm doing, my work is always created from a desire first to create and express myself as a child of God, as who the divine has put me on the earth to be, or, 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 or how I have, uh, how should I say this, who I have been created to be, let's leave the earth part out of it for a moment, who I've been created to be is an idea in the mind of the divine, which is simply love. For me, hypnosis is one of the ways that I get to spread and extend and share love with others. Let me be wicked clear up front about that. Um, and I, I try to, whatever my work is that I'm doing, I try to have it be a way to create self-express and to also somehow help others. Like, look at this podcast. I do this podcast for free all the time because it is a way for me to self-express, to tell stories, to share spiritual principles or ideas or just cool shit that's going on, right? Amazing people who are spiritually linked through um, also storytelling. So I would say storytelling and spirituality is my jam. And this podcast is an example of a way for me to share and to hopefully somehow have some things that um, are coming from my heart, things that I share from my heart, may they land into the hearts of others and somehow be helpful, right? So with hypnosis, I just really wanted to learn more. So I did a bunch of research. Like I said, I started to study hypnosis, hypnotherapy. I got certified. And the more that I, the more that I did it, the more that I got excited about being able to learn how to help others uh, and to help others to heal themselves and help themselves through hypnotherapy. So that's, that's how it came to be. So let's start to just dive in. I'm going to break this down into, so yeah, I became a certified hypnotist. I didn't tell anybody. Okay. Um, and there was a lot going on. If you've been listening to the show, you know that like one of our, one of our furry kids, Quincy Magoo unexpectedly died. Then I had two aunties die. Then a childhood friend died. It's just been like a lot going on. So I wasn't really talking about my training so much as I was um, trying to just kind of navigate life and support people in the nest and like do my stuff. Um, so this, the announcement of this kind of just got put on hold, but I did eventually tell my nephew. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is because I think that this is a lot of people's experience of hypnosis or hypnotherapy is that people have a lot of false or fucked up ideas about what it really is. And we're going to get into this. So my nephew and I were going back and forth. 
Um, and he was, uh, you know, we were texting each other and I said, Hey, how's it going over there? And he's like, good. What are you up to? And I said, well, I just got certified in, uh, you know, in hypnosis. And he basically wrote back and he was like, oh my God, when did this happen? So I already accept that I'm like the weirdo aunt, right? I've already made my peace with that. It's cool. It's who I am. And they know me, right? So he's like, oh my God, when did this happen? And then he sent me this little, this little um, gif, right? You know, the little like gifs, gifs, whatever you call them, where it's like a picture and it's moving. So he sent me this little like meme thing. And it's like a woman with like those circles in her eyes, like she's been hypnotized and it just says, must obey, must obey. And I basically wrote back to him and I was like, no, I'm not going to be like making people cluck like a chicken or making them obey me. I'm like, this is not stage or street hypnosis, you little weirdo. That's what I said to him. This is hypnosis in service to healing, therapeutically helping others. All right. And I didn't go into all the science with him and all of it. And he just wrote back, cool. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I just figured first things first on the podcast, let's bust some myths, shall we? Let's, let's break it down because all of the insanity that people say. Okay. So number one, this is not stage hypnosis. This is not street hypnosis. This is not the shit that you often see on TV, in the movies. The work that I do is not for entertainment. This work, this hypnosis, right, that I do combined with spiritual mentoring. So I'm calling this work spiritual hypno mentoring. I'm combining all the tools that I have gathered over the years into this new practice and new offering. And it's not really new. It's just enhanced. It's the stuff I've already always done. But having this part of the brain science and the subconscious reprogram, being able to bring these three things together, right? It's like going to be able to help people shift in such powerful ways. You know, in A Course in Miracles, when it talks about a miracle is a shift in perception from fear to love. It is a shift in the mind from the unreal, the fear, to the real, from the distruth or untruth to the truth. And this is how I intend to use this work. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. Okay. So I said to him, you know, uh, this work is for therapeutic healing. Okay. And I said to him, um, or, or I'm saying to you guys right now. So like lots of people, you might have a bunch of uh, false ideas about what you think hypnosis is or isn't. You might've heard some myths about what hypnosis is, but let's just run down a list. I made a little list here of, of sometimes the things that we hear about it. These are some of the um, false misperceptions or beliefs in the larger consciousness because people are just simply uneducated or ignorant or they don't know, or they've been taught, they've been conditioned, right? By what we see on TV or in the movies or read about or whatever. Number one, number one, very common thing that we hear, hypnosis is fake. <laughs> I'm just gonna read them, okay? Um, hypnosis makes you do crazy things. It will make you tell your deepest, darkest secrets like against your will, okay? Um, that you can lose control while you're under hypnosis. You can get stuck in a trance. Like if you could see my face right now, I'm making my eyes really wide and trying not to laugh, that you can get stuck in a trance. That a hypnotist can change you without your consent. Uh, that hypnosis will make you do things that you don't want to do. Like double A men hands, just raise your hand if you've thought any of these things. No shame. It's not your fault. You don't know or you didn't know or you haven't researched it, right? Because you can, and here's the other thing. Let's just talk about the internet really quick. 
anything that you believe, you can find backup source material for that belief. And the more that you search in a particular way, Google or whatever search engine you use, most of them will just keep repeating and bringing up what is known. This is also kind of how the brain works. The subconscious mind learns from repetition. So it will keep giving you what you've always gotten until something changes. Okay. So, um, we also sometimes believe that, um, yeah, I already said this one. Okay. That hypnosis will make you do things that you don't want to do, but here's, what's a really important thing for you to remember. Uh, I'm just going to lay this one out here. Um, hypnosis in hypnosis, you retain your power. You retain your own power. We'll talk about that again in a minute. Okay. So those things that I all just listed, none of those things are true. <laughs> so in the simplest terms, let me just say this in the simplest terms, hypnosis is hypnosis is a state of focused awareness. Hypnosis is a state of focused awareness. And it's where we can access the subconscious mind to create empowering and positive changes where we can create, think about this, powerful, empowering and positive changes in how we think, we feel, we act. This affects our choices, our behaviors, our beliefs, the stories we tell, our identity. This is incredible, you guys. So now that we did the myths, now that we did the myths of like hypnosis, let's dive into more importantly, some of the facts, some of the facts about hypnosis. Okay. Oh, so my beautiful friend, Kirsten, uh, Tulsian, KT, I call her. She also went through the training program. So a little shout out to my friend, KT. Um, she is hypnosisforkids.com. That is, that business is being, um, is being built. She has a huge history in working with children. I'm so psyched. I'm just so psyched, you guys, because do you know how much I could have used the power, the powerful healing of hypnosis as a kid? We're going to talk about how it affects kids a little bit too in a moment. Um, not hypnosis itself, but life and why I think hypnosis is incredibly powerful. So a shout out to Kirsten because um, we've talked a lot. We've done a lot of back and forth um, and she's going to be working uh, with children, uh, meaning the people who like help children. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to speak on her behalf, but she's incredible. So these hypnosis, these hypnosis facts, right? Um, she, she, these are, for, these are also from her, which is really helpful. Meaning we compiled these, she compiled these and we're sharing them together. Okay. So here's the, here's the myth that a hypnotist can make a person do something against their will. Okay. Here's the fact a participant has full control and can choose to follow suggestions using their own free will. So what I'm saying is you're not going to do anything against your will, against your morals or against your values. Okay. I would not do that to other people. Right. In, cause I don't want it done to me. I don't want to have, I would never want to use something. It's one of the reasons why I stopped doing, um, drugs and things like that and drinking way back in the day. It's been a really long time, right. Since I drank or whatever. And I always kept saying is I'm trying to awaken to my true nature. I'm trying to awaken, to wake the fuck up to who I truly am. Why am I putting substances and these things in my body that, that, that put me in some ways to sleep? So I never liked the feeling of being out of control. That was why I stopped doing a lot of that insane. Also because I, it was just stupid on my part. 
I'm not saying this for anybody else. This is my personal choice. For me, it stopped making sense as something to do. Um, and so I never want to put myself or anybody in a position where they're doing something against their will, their morals, or their values, right? So hypnosis does not do that. Number two, here's another myth that, right? Um, so we're coming in with the facts, but I'm leading with what people often believe. Uh, hypnosis is like sleep. Really what hypnosis is, is a deep state of relaxation where the person who's being hypnotized remains aware of and responsive to his, her, or their surroundings. Okay. That, that fear, remember I mentioned it, that you're going to get stuck in hypnosis. Um, this isn't really a thing as Kirsten. <laughs> and I have discussed many times. Hypnosis is a natural state that a human slips into numerous times throughout the day. So you, I guarantee you, you have already self-hypnotized. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So just think about daydreaming. I'll just say that for now. Daydreaming is like a state of hypnosis. Um, some people think hypnosis is like a magic pill or a quick fix. Okay, so alongside hypnosis, the participant, the person who's being hypnotized, they must have a desire and a willingness to make changes. So hypno hyp you're not going to have like one hyp hypnosis session and just be like, oh, I'm cured. I don't have to do anything. Uh, the, the, the things are just going to get in there and magically heal me and fix me or stop me or make me better. It's like, no, the person has to really want to change, be ready to change, be committed to change. And we'll get to commitment later on. Okay. Um, so it requires active commitment and dedication to the new outcomes and the new results that you say you want to have. So this is a perfect time to like, you get to put your money where your mouth is. There's no magic pill to anything. P.S. It requires you have to play a proactive role in your own healing. That's the deal. You have to be committed. You have to do the work. And we'll talk about that later. Okay. Some people believe that some people can't be hypnotized. It says basically um, anyone, here's the fact, anyone who can follow simple instructions and has a willingness or a desire to can enter a state of hypnosis. Isn't that wicked good news, you guys? Um, some people, the fear is that hypnosis is going to go against their religious beliefs. Okay, listen, hypnosis accesses more of a person's mind and potential. That's what it does. It accesses more of your subconscious mind and your potential, okay? It's not associated with any world religions. So any ethical hypnotist, any ethical hypnotist worth their salt, okay? Oh, Binky's in the corner. Binky! Oh my God, my bunny is the cutest. Any ethical hypnotist respects the faith of all participants, and they're not going to use hypnosis to influence your religious beliefs. That's just the truth. Keyword there, ethical, right? Nobody's going to make you do things you don't want to do. Some people worry that hypnosis, hypnosis isn't effective. Okay, so nothing is 100% effective 100% of the time. However, there have been several prestigious organizations and institutions that report that hypnosis can be an effective form of treatment. You guys, for so many things, for so many things. So first of all, let me say this, the several prestigious organizations and institutions, these are suckers like the American Medical Association. This is like the Mayo Clinic. This is like Harvard Medical School. So this isn't some like woo woo thing. The doctors, the scientists, the quantum, like the, the, not just the, ooh, spiritual people, alternative medicine, they're all quacky and wacky, right? No, we're talking long-term established medical institutions 
have now have accredited, have the efficacy stood behind, right? Like have been like, yes, hypnosis is a thing and it works. Okay. That's important to say, but hypnosis has been an effective form of treatment for things like pain, anxiety, depression, fears, phobias, asthma, irritable bowel syndrome, headaches, stress, and so much more. And because more and more medical and mental health professionals are increasingly recognizing the power and effectiveness of hypnosis for treating a variety of ailments. In fact, you guys check this out. There was a study that was done a long time ago. I think it was like in 1970. And it was talking about the efficacy of different types of therapies. And this is what they found. They found that for psychoanalysis, they expect a recovery rate. And this is an actual, this is an actual medical study, right? Okay. So not pulling this out of my ass, not making this up. Okay. Psychoanalysts, it says we can expect a recovery rate of 38% after approximately 600 sessions. For this other form of therapy, it says we can expect a recovery rate of 72% after an average of 22 sessions. But with hypnotherapy, check this out. Hypnotherapy, we can expect a recovery rate of 93% after an average of six sessions. I'm just going to let that sit out there for a second. When I read that statistic, I was like, holy moly, Batman. Hypnotherapy can expect a recovery rate of 93% after an average. Remember, keep in mind, average, because we're all different. We're all different. I don't like to slap labels and you know say this is 100% going to work 100% of the time, right? But it can be incredibly powerful for most people. Average of six sessions. I just thought that was crazy. Crazy good. Okay. Uh, here's another myth. Last one. Hypnotists have a special powers. Hypnotists have special powers or are quote unquote magic. All right. Now as somebody who used to work in a world-class magic dinner theater, where I got to know some of the best illusionists and hypnotists and magicians around the world. Um, let me just say this ethical, <laughs> ethical hypnotists. We actually have training. We are not stage magicians or street performers. Okay. Not saying that there might not be some people out there who know how to do both, but that's not me. So, and that's all you should be concerned with if you're listening to this in terms of like what I'm telling you about me. Uh, if you're going to go get hypnotherapy or become hypnotized by other people, just do your homework, do some research, find out, right? Don't just put yourself in a, and unless, you know, you're just going to a magic dinner theater and you're like into that like group crowd hypnosis thing up on the stage and stuff like that in terms of like entertainment. Okay. So ethical hypnotists like myself, we have special training. They also have a desire and skill set to help people change their lives by reprogramming the disempowering thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors that they have. Oh my God, it makes me so happy. Okay, so now we've talked about what it isn't. Let's just dive into a little bit more about what it is, okay? Hypnosis is, take notes if you want. If this is helpful, right? I'm gonna lay some stuff down. So you can pause this sucker, go get some pen and a paper or just re-listen to it if it interests you, if any of this interests you. Uh, I'm wicked jazz because I know how life-changing it can be. And uh, I'm just so excited to share it with you guys. And I'm assuming if you listen, you're a loyal listener to the show, that you'd be interested in learning more about what I've been up to too. 
If not, you know, you can always uh, stop listening. <laughs> That's the beauty. It's the beauty of being an adult. You have free will, just like you do in hypnosis. Okay. So hypnosis is a state of focused awareness. It's a natural relaxed state of both the mind and the body at the same time. I think of hypnosis as being an incredibly powerful healing tool. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. It's also a transformational gift because it allows you to access so much more of your mind. It allows you to access so much more of who you are meant to be. You know how I always talk about in A Course in Miracles that who we truly are is love. What we learn when we come here to planet Earth is we learn a bunch of fear. We get programmed by our environments, by our parents, by our schools, our churches, work, all the systems, all the stuff that's in place. We get deeply programmed. In fact, I often say you are already fucking hypnotized. How I want to use hypnosis is to dehypnotize people. We'll dive into that in a little bit. But hypnosis is really powerful and it's such a gift because it gives you access to more of your mind and more of your limitless potential as the divine designed you to be. You know me, I don't get hung up on words like God, source, universe, love, higher power, the highest self, my true self, mother nature. I'm like, call it whatever you want to call it. In fact, the shirt I have on today says, be who God meant you to be, <clears throat> be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Another way of saying that is be who you were meant to be, be who you were meant to be. And so often we come through as these innocent, perfect, full of wonder, incredible, like little love and light beams of the world. And then like our environment, our environment and the people who are earliest caretakers happen to us. So, so much of what I'm excited about in using hip, 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 uh, la, 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 hypnosis is to be able to help us to return to that natural state of love where we remove the blocks and the barriers so that we can have more self-love, more self-worth, more self-confidence, more self-esteem. We know who we are. We return to love. We remove the old BS, the blocks, the bullshit, the barriers the stories, the beliefs, the subconscious beliefs that no longer serve us. This is the power of, 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 of um, hypnosis. So in hyp hypnosis, we're able to access our subconscious mind because this is where our beliefs, our habits, our emotions, our memories are stored and live. And the thing is, is that the subconscious mind, I think of it like the, 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 like the super, I always say like your spine is like the super uh, information highway between your brain and your body. But the brain is like the super center power. Like that, that is the place like where that's like headquarters, <laughs> right? Think about it like that. That is like super duper, like powerful headquarters like up there. So think about the subconscious mind as that power center in the brain. And when it's, it's crazy to think about that your subconscious mind, you guys, it controls about 95% of your daily decisions, your choices, and your actions. Your subconscious mind is where you hold your beliefs and your habits and your stories and your identity. And hypnosis gives us the ability to reprogram our subconscious. Oh my God, just think about that. How many times have you felt stuck? How many times have you felt like, I'm so sick of myself? Why can't I fill in the blank? 
How come every time I go to do that, I self-sabotage? Why can't I get the fuck out of my own way? And we think, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Well, I'll tell you what is, what, what's going on. It's that you have a brain whose, whose job is to keep you safe. And when you try to change, your brain is like danger, Will Robinson, because we're used to what's familiar, even if it's not good for us. So when we try to change, to transform, to shift, we start to freak out. We get anxious. We get scared. We're like, we're not ready to let go of the known. Even when the known is unsafe, we prefer it over a safe unknown. Because that's how the brain works. Oh, my God. So hypnosis gives us the ability to reprogram the subconscious so that we can think and feel and act in new and different ways that are empowering instead of limiting. Okay. In hypnosis, I, I'm going to keep saying these things in, in a bunch of different ways because I know we all learn differently and we hear, hear things differently. And sometimes we need to hear things a bunch of times in order for them to sink in. Okay. In hypnosis, we tap into our subconscious mind. And this is where I believe, right? We can release and rewrite, AKA rewire, rewire. We release and rewrite, AKA rewire those old limiting stories into powerful newer and what I call newer and truer ones about who you really are. Okay. Some of you, because you might have been around the block with me in terms of, um, you know, like yoga, you've been around a long time, yoga, uh, meditation, all these things. And you might be thinking like, what's the difference between hypnosis and meditation? And I think one of the greatest um, definitions comes right here from this book. This book is called clinical, no, sorry, changing children's lives. I was trying to read it backwards. Changing children's lives with hypnosis, a journey to the center. Okay. It's a really, really fascinating book. And in it, he says this about hypnosis and meditation. He says, Hypnosis differs from other mind-body approaches to wellness, but because it is outwardly similar to meditation, the two processes are often confused. While both hypnosis and meditation involve changing one's mindset from usual conscious awareness, meditation involves a singular focus, such as the breath or a mantra or what I practice, which is passage meditation, which is the repetition of a passage, right? It says, uh, meditation involves a singular focus in order to increase awareness of the moment. In contrast, hypnosis involves imagery and suggestions made by a clinician or self-suggestions like in self-hypnosis. And its purpose is to prompt change involving specific goals. Each of these method, methods is useful in its own right, and they may complement one another when both are used. Amen and hallelujah. Double amen hands, double amen hands to that. They are totally a compliment to one another. I'm doing double amen hands too. If you're not, if you're, if you're listening and not watching, I'm doing the double amen hands. And I can tell you because I use them both. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to go three. Okay. Here's the recap. Okay. In short, Think of, think of hypnosis as a powerful tool to help you reprogram your subconscious mind. It can give you positive suggestions to help you to change your old beliefs, habits, and behaviors. Bonus. Here's a bonus of hypnotherapy and hypnosis. It helps you to activate the parasympathetic nervous system so that you can feel more relaxed, less stressed, 
And for me, what that does is it cues, it cues um, experiences of safety, which is huge for me and my nervous system. And some of you out there, if you had a lot of trauma as a kid too, like me, uh, or throughout your life, then you understand what I'm saying. So having a, a powerful tool that also helps me, like yoga, like pranayama, like breath work, like meditation, gives me a tool to slow down, to, to kind of help the parasympathetic nervous switch be turned on so that I move into a state of rest and relaxation instead of always being in fight or flight, fight or flight or freeze or fawn, all those like, ah, man, it's, a, it's an extra bonus. And here's the cool thing. When you're in those deep states of relaxation, your critical mind, you know, like that, that, that critical inner voice, the one that's always analyzing and, and saying shit that's not helpful, right? So when you're in a state of deep relaxation, like you are in hypnosis, the critical and conscious mind is suspended. It goes quiet. That's what we do in gateless writing. You know how I'm a certified gateless writing teacher? I don't talk about it all the time. But that's one of the things that we do is we help you to find like a place of safety where you know you're only going to be told positive, loving things. So the critical mind can go quiet. The fear center gets like turned up. Like the, imagine a dial in your mind being dialed way down. So what a hypnotherapist does is they help people deliberately reach a state of deep re relaxation in order to so that you can access your subconscious mind where many of your disempowering habits and beliefs and thoughts and stories are stored. Okay, so how does hypnosis work? You might be asking. Man, this might have to be like a two-part thing. But again, how does hypnosis work? So here's the thing that's really powerful. Okay, where, where do I wanna talk about this? I'll talk about that later. Because remember, I wanna come back to um, children and how, 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 um, kids learn and how hypnosis is a powerful tool for them and why. But let's talk about big kids, right? I always say, people will often say to me, uh, you've heard me say this many times, do you ever work with children? And I'm like, well, technically no, but yes, because I basically work with um, little kids in big human bodies. <laughs> That's often the work that I'm doing as a spiritual mentor is helping people to overcome, to transform, I call my process, your story to your glory which is where hypnosis is gonna play a really huge thing now of moving from those old stories to a new way of being, returning them from that place, taking them from that place of fear to a place of love. So moving from and transforming your story to your glory, okay? So this is really, really powerful. So humans over the age of seven <laughs> and above. So now we're talking like from seven on, right? Um, they tend to spend most of their waking hours in their conscious mind, what we can call your thinking mind, that front of the mind, the analytical mind, the conscious mind, right? But in a state of hypnosis or deep, re deep relaxation, that thinking part of your brain, the conscious mind is subdued, just like I was just saying. So hypnosis is a vehicle for accessing the subconscious mind, again, where your beliefs, memories, experiences, stories, all that stuff, your identity is stored. And this is the key. Accessing the conscious subconscious mind is the key to making long-lasting changes. It is the key to making long-lasting changes. So when we're in a state of deep relaxation, what a hypnotist can do is they can access your subconscious mind, okay, through very gentle ways, you guys, okay? 
and provide suggestions that will support the development of new and empowering thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. So it's done through a gentle form. To me, it's like storytelling. It's like, it's like taking somebody and telling them a new story about themselves, about who they really are, about what they're capable of, about what's possible for them. It's like replacing these old limiting stories and beliefs and identities and rewiring with the neural networks in your brain, rewriting the stories, replacing them with love. So to me, it's like a little switcheroony of replacing these old fear patterns, these thought patterns, these beliefs, these things we tell ourselves again and again and again until they became automated. And it's a way of going in and saying like, yeah, that, that's not working anymore. We're not doing that. Here's some new things. Here's some more loving and powerful. And that's um, gonna help you have way better habits, thinking, feelings, results, and outcomes in your life. It's so powerful, okay? People ask if hypnosis is safe. This is a big concern people often have. These are like frequently asked questions that I'm going into now. So yes, of course, hypnosis is a natural state of focused awareness. I'm just gonna keep saying that. So during hypnosis, the person, whoever I'm working with, they're fully conscious. They're aware of everything. You would be aware of everything in your environment. So think of hypnosis as like um, emotion-filled visualizations where your senses are involved. So you, like you're, you're, you're in a, um, like a guided omen. It's almost like a guided imagery, right? If you've ever had like a guided meditation or a guided like storytelling where it's like, imagine this, visualize this, right? That's what's happening. So through hypnosis, which is like an emotion-filled visualization, you are better able to relax. And then because of that, you're able to access that part of your mind and then you can um, take charge of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, and your behaviors. Um, people often ask, does hypnosis work for all problems or struggles? So again, hypnosis is not a replacement. I always say, hashtag not a therapist, right? Like I'm not like a, a psychoanalyst. I'm not, I didn't go to school for psychology or whatever. So I can only speak from my own experience. This is not true, obviously, of all hypnotherapists or people who use it in a medical setting. But hypnosis is not a replacement for healthcare or mental health services. It's really an additional tool to support a human being, a person. I keep saying, I wish I could do hypnosis for animals. Oh my God, that would make me so happy. That's what I do is when, when I sometimes leave on the TV for my dogs, I put on Bob Ross painting. Because if you've ever noticed, Bob Ross has a way of speaking, his tone. It is very calming. It is very soothing. Bob Ross to me, I'm like, oh, Bob Ross. Could you imagine if Bob Ross had done hypnotherapy tapes? I'd be like, sell me those suckers. Oh my God, but I wish I could do hypnosis for animals. Okay, uh, but yes, hypnosis is an additional tool to support a human's, a person's well-being. Okay, what does hypnosis feel like? People often wonder. Okay, hypnosis isn't sleep. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about the different brainwave states in a second. Hypnosis isn't sleep. It's simply a state of relaxation. It's a state of focused concentration. So I always say to people, have you ever been in, in yoga class and at the very end, it's called shavasana. It's called relaxation. It's kind of the letting go of the awareness of your body. 
Okay. Some people also have practiced yoga nidra. If you're a yoga person, yoga nidra is sometimes called like yogic sleep. Okay. Some people often say they have the same experience in meditation where they kind of forget about their body. They lose like uh, a sense of feeling and like their hands and their feet or their limbs because you've forgotten about, you know, the body in a way. And this is wicked normal. It just means that you're deeply relaxed. That's all. It just means that you're deeply relaxed. In fact, you guys, let's talk about this. Remember how I said that you've already been hypnotized? You've already been hypnotized. You've been hypnotized in your life so many times you can't even believe it. So you probably experience it in your everyday life. So just before falling asleep, just before you're falling asleep, you know, when you're in that state where you're not quite awake, but you're not quite asleep, that right there is like a state of being hypnotized. Um, when you're daydreaming, you ever just like wander off and you start to daydream? That's like a state of hypnosis in a way. And also right when you wake up in the morning, you know, when you wake up, but you're not fully awake yet. Again, we're going to talk about those brainwave states, but that also is like, so you've been in these states a thousand times. So if you're like, oh my God, I can never be hypnotized. What's hip being hypnotized feel like? I'm like, you tell me because you've already been there, my friend. <laughs> so you could tell me what that feels like for you. Uh, here's some other examples. All right. You ever drive somewhere? You ever like drive somewhere that you've driven a thousand times before, right? Maybe it's like, oh, this is the way I always drive home from work. This is how I get to my mother's house. This is how blah, 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 whatever. You, you grocery store, whatever. So you ever drive somewhere and then all of a sudden you arrive at your destination and you're like, I don't even remember taking the exit. I don't even remember the last 10 minutes of this drive. If you do that, what's going on is your conscious mind is busy elsewhere. You're thinking about something, you're problem solving, you're being all analytical, you're doing what the conscious mind does and your subconscious mind kind of takes over and does the driving for you. That is a state of being kind of like hypnotized. Um, have you ever been like so into reading a book or watching a movie or scroll scrolling on your phone? Have you ever been so into the scrolling, I'm doing the thing with my hand, flipping through the phone, scrolling that you don't even hear somebody standing right next to you talking to you? How about that? You ever, you ever have that happen? Double amen hands, if you know what I'm talking about with that. And unless if you're like, oh, I don't have a phone, you're probably one of the only people who would say, yeah, that's never happened to me. But you, I know you all know that when you're in that state of relaxed, but like deep concentration, you don't even hear what's going on. I talk about it too, like being in a state of flow and we'll get to that also. Okay. So if any of those things, any of those examples, if you're like, oh my God, yeah, like I lose all track of time. Like I've been doing something and I'm so into it, right? That I don't even notice what's going on around me. Then you were in a form of hypnosis. So you've already been there. You've already experienced it and you kind of know what it's like. Okay. But let's drop into, right? I keep talking about these brainwave states and why they're important. So this is not going to be a wicked comprehensive thing, right? I only have so much time on the podcast before I lose you guys, but hopefully this has been interesting enough that you're sticking around because I find this shit fascinating. I always say to my, my spiritual mentoring clients, know why you do what you do, know yourself, show up in curiosity instead of judgment, be open-minded, open-eared, open-hearted, right? Like get to know yourself so you understand why you do what you do in your life. So you don't feel victimized by your circumstances, by your past, by whatever. Know that you are the captain of your own ship. Know that you always have the ability to make choices. But so much of our old programming is often running the show. And this is why hypnosis is a game changer. And I am so 
I'm just so grateful that I made the investment in myself, that I made the investment in this training, that I've decided to add this to my spiritual toolkit because I really do believe it's going to be such a game changer. Okay, let's talk about brainwave states. Um, there's beta. That's when you're like fully awake. That's when you're like really focused. You're awake, like you're aware. Like right now I'm in beta, okay? So are you probably, um, unless you're laying down listening to this and you're getting sleepy, okay? So you're in beta, you're driving your car right now, you're listening, you're aware of your surroundings, you're in beta. Okay, alpha, right? That's the next brainwave state. Alpha is when we're really suggestible. So I always say, this is when, you know, if you just like got done doing really something intensive and then you kind of like just sit down and relax when you take a moment to like rest or reflect or meditate. So I think of beta as being focused. I think of alpha. So beta, fully awake, focused. Alpha, suggestible, relaxed. Okay, now theta. Theta is when things get extra interesting, okay? I, I consider this the wicked creative state, okay? Uh, and let's talk about why. So when you're in theta, it is when you are highly suggestible, meaning you can, um, you can suggest new thoughts, beliefs, and things into your subconscious mind. This is the part where it's like having that superpower. It's like being able to go in and introduce new ways of thinking, new ways of feeling, new ways of being, right? It's incredible. So in theta, you are highly suggestible. So this is like when you're in the flow or when you're most open and receptive to a flow of incoming ideas. So a lot of us, we experience this like when we go on a walk or when we're running, you know how runners talk about like that state of runners high where it just becomes so meditative and they're just like, boom, and they get a lot of ideas. I know people talk about this, like the quote unquote shower gods. They're like, whenever I'm in the shower, all these ideas come to me. There's a lot of different reasons why, but I think a lot of people drop into theta when they're doing shower stuff, because you don't usually have to think about what you're doing. You have washed your body and washed your face and washed your hair and shaved your legs and done all these things a thousand times. So you drop into a different brain state, right? How many people have said, I know so many friends who now have um, sticky, sticky pads, like in not sticky pads, but like, um, waterproof notepads in their showers. Cause they're like, whenever I take a shower, I do some of my best thinking. I'm like, it's not actually thinking it's when you're most open and receptive to a flow of new ideas. I'm like, this is when we become downloadable, right? You know what I'm saying? For me, this happens a lot too. When I'm driving, I do some of my best, like woof ideas come to me a lot. So because it's in a state where tasks become so automatic that you can mentally disengage from them. And so the, the ideation, like the idea flows, this idea creation, um, the, your receptivity um, that happens during the theta state is often when, again, you're in that super free flow state. It's when the critical mind is quiet. And like, to me, all things become possible. That's how I think about it. When I'm in theta, it's like all things become possible because the critical judgmental jackass that lives in my mind goes quiet. And it's almost like the divine, my spiritual team, my inner teacher, Holy Spirit, spirit can rush in and help me problem solve, fix things, think of myself differently, think outside the box, think in a new way. This is where the healing and the holiness happens uh, for me, right? I just think it's most incredible. So to me, this feels like it's a super positive mental state. I can't speak for everybody, but that's kind of the experience that most people report. So theta is highly suggestible. And I would say creative, wicked creative. And then there's Delta. 
when you're asleep. <laughs> that's like deep sleep. That's when you're wicked restful. So that's restful. Okay. So those are the four brainwave states and little kids from the ages of zero to seven, this blew my mind when I found it explained so much. It explained so much to me. Okay. Now I knew, I knew the facts. I knew this to be true, this statement. But after really studying hypnotherapy, I understand why. So listen to this. As kids from the ages zero to seven, we spend most of our time in highly suggestible states. So when you're the ages between zero to seven, you're mostly in alpha and theta. Let that land for a second. Just let that land for the little kid in you. And then if you're a parent, let that land into your children in like the scope of your like awareness right now. Okay. So from the age of like zero, the womb to the age of seven, it's when we are in our most absorbed, absorb, I can't even say this word. We are, we absorb so much. Let me say it that way. We are in a wicked absorbable state. We're like little sponges. And this is when we are totally open to external influence, external um, teachers and people. And this is why Aristotle used to say, give me a child until he is seven and I will show you the man. Give me a child to the age of seven. I will show you the man. <clears throat> Excuse me. And hold on. I got to take a sip. <clears throat> and then BF Skinner said, give me a child and I will shape him into anything. And the reason why they're saying this is because during those ages, you are mostly in those um, states where you can be suggestible. This is why I say when we're really young, we get programmed, we get hypnotized, we get hypnotized by our parents, our schools, our churches, our teachers, the influences, our environment. If we grow up, if, if you're an adult and you, you hear these patterns, people are always saying, why do I have these old money stories? Why can't I, why can't I get out of my own way when it comes to money? Why am I so afraid to be seen? Why am I so afraid of people judging me? Why do I have low self-esteem or low self-worth? I'm like, it all goes back. So much of it goes back to those most formative years when you are always in a state of high suggestibility and being hypnotized. And this is why I always say, don't worry about me, quote unquote, hypnotizing you. I'm here to use hypnotherapy to dehypnotize people to use hypnosis to dehypnotize people out of these old indoctrinations and programming and patterns of belief that don't serve you, that keep you stuck, that keep you scared, that keep you sick, that keep you feeling separate, that, that all, all those things that keep you in scarcity, that keep you in fear. Oh, you guys can tell I'm so passionate about this. It's also why as a spiritual mentor, I've been telling people for years, right? to do your daily spiritual practice, your DSP, I call it, do it first thing in the morning upon awakening. And then also do it first, at, like right before bed. And the reason why is because that's when the mind is most open, most moldable, most receptive to new ways of thinking, to new shifts in consciousness. That's when you are in like prime suggestibility for healing. In those moments, when you're in those beta and theta states, um, it's just the most powerful time. So hypnosis is perfect for mind training. A Course in Miracles basically says, this is basically spiritual, psycho spiritual, spiritual psychology. It is mind training. That's why there's 365 daily lessons. And the first half of the lessons is the removing of the thought system of fear, the relinquishing of it, the letting go. And then it's the rewiring of the mind for a thought system of love. 
This is why A Course in Miracles has spoken so deeply to me for the past 30 years, why I've been a student of it for so long. It's all mind training. And it says that an untrained mind, an undisciplined mind can accomplish nothing because it knows what it took to get you there into that place of these patterns and habits and indoctrinations where you've been programmed to believe what you believe that doesn't serve you. But the relinquishment of that, which is familiar, even if it's shitty, is so scary. So this is why hypnosis is so powerful is because we can access that part of the mind. Oh, because if we don't, if we don't do work like this of some kind, I'm not saying that hypnosis is the only way, it's just one of the ways, right? Um, if we don't do it, we just stay in those old habituated and known and familiar pa patterns. We stay in them even when they're not helpful to us anymore. So the brain's most important job, right? The gig that your brain has, it's number one job, right? It's said everywhere. All the neuroscientists know this. This is not, this is just known. It's number one job is to keep you safe. And if it's number one job is to keep you safe, what safe means to the brain is familiar, known, and in the comfort zone, right? That's how it keeps you safe. No changes. Please do not change. It doesn't like change because change scares the crap out of the brain, right? Just scares the crap out of the brain. And I say it would rather stay in its own comfort zone, even if that comfort zone contains some version of suffering, pain, addiction, fear, abuse, because at least it knows what to expect. It's familiar, even if it's shitty familiar, it's known and the brain loves known. However, here's some wicked good news. Wicked good news is that the brain doesn't care if what it's being told is true or not true. It doesn't care if what you're saying is empowering or if it's taking you out of the knees and keeping you stuck. Whatever you consistently say to yourself, this is why mantras are so powerful. This is why people love positive affirmations, right? Because whatever you consistently say to yourself or out loud, whatever, becomes habituated in the brain. Whatever you consistently say becomes habituated in the brain. And this is why hypnosis is so damn powerful. Because it can help you to reprogram your subconscious mind and what you say to yourself, the beliefs, the stories, the subconscious reprogramming, the brain science, all of this, you guys, you can reprogram it so it's working in your favor. How amazing is that? So in hypnosis, you're changing and training your brain by creating new neural pathways that ultimately, those little neural pathways, imagine in your mind, like these two little, I think of them as these little wiggling, they look like little hands. That's how I think of them. You have these two little hands in the brain, right? These neural little neural networks and neural pathways, and they want to be friends. And the more you do something, the hands, I'm doing this. If you're not watching, what I'm doing is I'm wiggling my fingers and I'm moving my hands closer and closer together. And what happens when you start to say something more and more and more, those hands, like those little friends get closer and closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, boom, and they connect. And it's a new neural pathway. And this is how we start to create change. And I'm going to do a whole other episode on that, much longer, much deeper. But just know, this is one of the things. Whatever you consistently say will become habituated in your brain. This is so powerful for you to know. Okay? Um, you're changing your brain 
by creating new neural pathways that ultimately make up new habits, patterns, and behaviors. So in short, you're starting to create a new identity. For example, if somebody goes to hypnosis to become, uh, to quit smoking, they change their identity from somebody who used to smoke. There used to be a smoker, now they're a non-smoker. It's a very powerful thing because non-smokers don't smoke. Smokers smoke. So when we change that in the brain, and this is why for a lot of people, they'll have one session of, of hypnosis, but they have to be ready for it. They have to be committed. They have to want it. And they have to do other things to upkeep it. Again, there's no magic pills, but it's why hypnosis can be so powerful because it's changing at a very deep level in the subconscious mind, the identity of a person. Okay. So um, my teacher, Mary Lou Rodriguez says these things about hypnosis, which I think are very powerful. Number one, we can show our brains our new safety, our new safe place. So remember, change to the brain feels unsafe. It's like danger, Will Robinson, right? But hypnosis can show our brains a new safety, a new known, and what a new normal could look like. It's possibility. It gives us a chance to feel the feelings as we imagine new ways of being in our personal lives in our professional lives. This is me. I've kind of like added on to this, okay? How we could new ways of being in our personal, professional, creative lives and in the greater world. So we learn to visualize and imagine our new normal. This is why athletes who do visualization outperform athletes who don't do any kind of mind training. Athletes who do body training and mind training this is why athletic performance is why hypnosis is used so often in professional sports is because an athlete who visualizes programs, uh, images in their mind, right? Using the five senses, visualizes themselves winning, visualize themselves lifting, running, shifting, shooting, hitting, all the things it does, right? When a body and a mind is in that sync, and you visualize it again and again and again and again and again and again, it becomes real because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between thinking about doing it and actually doing it. It's incredibly powerful. Okay. It helps us to create hypnosis, create, helps us to create new neural pathways. So with our new beliefs, our new thoughts, our new feelings, and our new habit, habits, we can step into a space of unlimited possibility, new possibilities that are unlimited. We tap into our potential. We're also allowing our nervous systems to repair and heal. Because as I said earlier, we can flip on the switch of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is so incredibly powerful. Okay. So we access a deep state of relaxation that we create an experience in hypnosis. And it's incredibly powerful. The key thing that I'm going to say about this though, I always say to people, it takes a huge commitment to yourself and the work. This is not a magic pill. So I, this is what I'm going to say to people. The work that I do as a spiritual mentor, the work that I also now do as a hypnotist, right? It's not for theorists. It's not for tire kickers. And it's not for half asses. You guys know how much I talk about and love curiosity. You always hear me talk about curiosity. One of the greatest things that we can have is curiosity. But in hypnosis, Meaning when it comes to using hypnosis as a tool for healing, curiosity alone is not going to cut it. When it comes to training the brain, when it comes to shifting the mind from fear to love, when it comes to creating new neural networks, which creates those new habits and these new patterns, 
Consistency and commitment are crucial and non-negotiable. They are key. So just like in the five Ds of DSP, what I always say to people is, right? I've been talking about this for years and years and years. DSP, it's non-negotiable. It is a daily dedication, determination, discipline, and devotion. That's how things become habituated through repetition because repetition, like all change, like all change, hypnosis is just like all powerful change. Repetition is the mother of all learning. Think about anyone who has transformed themselves anyone who has become masterful at anything. You can think about athletes. You can think about um, um, Bruce Lee, martial artist. You can think about my sweetie as a professional musician. Do you know how many times he had to play the same chords, strike the string? Like, like body had to get in sync with the mind and it's repetition and it's repetition and it's repetition. This is how writers get better and artists get better and, and thinkers get better and CEOs get better. We become better by doing again and again and again and again. And it's why I always say to people, think about it. You've already been hypnotized because you've been telling yourself the same old broken bullshit stories, the old beliefs, the old blocks, the old barriers that we've created to love. We've told ourselves these things again and again and again that we can't. We're not good enough. We're not lovable enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not smart enough. We're not enough. We're not enough. We're not enough. We've already hypnotized ourselves. We've already been hypnotized by our past, by our parents, all the programming. What hypnosis does is allows us to tap into who and how we want to be, who and how we want to be. So we've already been self-hypnotized by repeating all the limiting beliefs to yourself again and again and again. And I want to use hypnosis to dehypnotize people so that you can release and remove the old stories that you've told yourself so that you can transform from the inside out so that you can rewrite and rewire your brains and your minds with the glory of who you really are and who you are truly capable of being. It's a journey from fear to love. This is how I think about hypnosis. It's a way for me to share love, to extend love to people. And in either, like just, it's just like more tools in the spiritual toolkit, but incredibly powerful and effective. But people have to be committed. This is no one and done. People have done this, have used hypnosis to quit drinking, to quit smoking, to lose weight, to deal with chronic pain, to deal with anxiety, pre-surgery. We've heard of anesthesiologists who whisper positive things in a patient's ear and their healing time speeds up. Fears and phobias. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, who doesn't want to live and be who they are meant to be to their fullest potential? I know I do. Double amen hands if you're with me, you know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. I'm wicked excited about all of this, but you have to be the kind of person who is committed to doing the work. You have to be committed to yourself. You have to be committed to your own transformation. You have to be committed to your own healing. And that includes things like listening to your hypnosis audios, listening to your new beliefs, practicing your pattern interrupts. These are all things you'll learn if you work with me. You'll know what the heck is she talking about? Well, you'll find out if we ever work together. Okay. And I'm wicked excited about this again, because I get to combine brain science, subconscious reprogramming, along with spiritual mentoring. 
and it feels like having a gosh dang superpower. You guys, I am not going to lie. I'm so excited. So I am now offering um, spiritual hypno mentoring. I have a new program to work with me for three months. Uh, I'm only going to work with a handful of people at a time because I work with them one-to-one very deeply. So if you've ever worked with me one-to-one in spiritual mentoring, you know this, right? It's, it's an intimate and it's intensive uh, and it's a deep mentorship. So this is about um, coming together over a three-month period. Is a 12-week program where we have six sessions. We dive very deep. And I'm just letting you guys know because I'm so thrilled to be offering it. I think this, this is gonna, not only going to change my life, uh, it's going to continue to change the lives of other people. So if you're somebody who's ready, if you're somebody who's serious, if you're like, hey, Kay, sign me up, I want to learn more, you can find out all about it through talking to me. I'm still in the process. You guys know me. I'm wicked transparent. I'm still in the process of adding this to my website. I have to tweak some you know, part of my landing page on my website for this. But you can just reach out to me. You can reach me at my website, karenkenny.com slash, I think it's contact, or just go to my website, go to the contact thing. You can also send me an email, karen at karenkenny.com. And you can also uh, reach out to me through a DM or whatever. I prefer not to, I love hearing from people on social media, but when it's serious things like this, I like it to go into my email inbox so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle of social media. Um, There's so much I'm going to share with you guys over the upcoming months. I'm so excited to be on this journey. I'm just going to keep learning more and more and more, uh, become better and better and better to deepen my skill set too. Um, But just being able to combine this with the work that I've already been doing for decades for so long is just, just incredible. So you guys, if this speaks to your heart, if it calls to your curiosity, if you're like, I'm ready to be committed and to change my life. And I really want to learn how to do this. I always say, I'm not going to lie. This is an investment in yourself. It's a commitment in yourself. So there's a, there's a financial commitment. There's an emotional commitment. There's a time commitment. Uh, and I only really want to work with people who are serious, who are committed, and who are ready to do this work. Because that's how I show up. I know how I show up. I show up and I give 100%, right? And I take this work very seriously. I always say, not so seriously that we don't have fun. But if that sounds like you, hit me up. I would love to talk to you. All right, you guys, I have a call. I have to go. But just thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope this was interesting to you. I hope you learned some fun things, even if you don't want to work together. Maybe you just learned something about yourself. Maybe this will be helpful to you in some way. And that would be, that would just make me so happy because that's what the show is really about is, um, you know, again, sharing stories, sharing spiritual principles, sharing about things that I learned that uh, I'm excited to share with you. And it's always in a, in a deep desire to, um, to help others. So I hope I've done my job today. Uh, I hope you get something valuable out of this. And remember, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, yourself, the animals, and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show (laughs) i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. 
That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.